I was in boarding and mm-hmm. somebody would uh, you know bring aqua fresh was like the biggest thing ever like you know that was like the biggest thing ever like that was like oh, this guy's got money <laughs> i think uh, you know a little bit of loyalty in people would be better you know and it's canadian so yeah and the okay. kind of people okay. that i've met you know it would be straight out of those uh, macdojo videos and my father was like the uh, biggest superhero i have known fortunately i lost my father when i was 20 professor carlos almeida is uh, one of the nicest guys that i have ever uh, met but uh, i truly really hate him so i come from an era where that word really didn't cause that much trauma to sure. people like it's supposed to, to i think is a test control that's the bmc yeah yeah hi everyone welcome to the math therapy sessions podcast in today's ninth episode we have jitendra khare jitendra khare has been involved with mixed martial arts since its very inception in india is an active competitor in a brazilian jiu jitsu purple belt he's the head coach and owner of team relentless in india He established Evolution Combat Sports Academy in 2010 in Mumbai. He has worked as a technical director, event director, course coordinator and a referee under various judo federation and is a certified legend in the game. So you started Evolution Sports and Fitness Academy. and how did that happen and when did you start like what's the story behind that so uh i wanted to train uh, mma for a very long time okay. and uh, uh so i connected with you know a few old friends mm-hmm. and from the you know martial arts community way back when uh, you know i was training uh, kickboxing and boxing okay. and so uh for a very long time i realized there was nothing like mma being trained in india Okay. Uh, this was, so this was in the year two thousand eight. Wow, that's almost like fourteen years back. Yeah, and uh, so for all for a good uh, you know a year, mm-hmm. I went around the whole city of Bombay, meet, meeting all kinds of people and coaches, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, believe me, I could write a book about that, and that will be like that will be like a very very graphic novel. <laughs> and uh, you know like finally like experiences with the yeah 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 i've, I've had uh, yeah yeah the okay. kind of people that, yeah i should maybe yeah i mean, believe me you know i've had such interesting i had a friend mm-hmm. uh, we both were into powerlifting back then okay so he knew i had uh, you know some bit of a martial arts experience because i started training martial arts uh when i was in the 5th standard okay and uh, you know i've been competing so my school had boxing as okay. one of the sports so i was boxing uh since sixth standard and stuff like that so my friend was like nahi 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 you know let's add a martial arts element mm-hmm. to our training it will help our power lifting and stuff like that and i was like yeah sure you know yeah. i would love to do that again mm-hmm. and um, so this was i i think the last time i competed in a martial arts competition was 1996 okay Six. Okay. Yeah. After that, till about two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, I didn't even you know ever punch a bag. Uh, I s- remember I started following uh, Pride, mm-hmm. which was that time being aired on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, chanced upon it in two thousand and four, uh, and you know I uh, I I remember 
thinking that you know, when when started i was like oh this is like a really bad form of wwf okay so and i couldn't figure out like you know i mm-hmm. thought uh, maybe this is japanese wwf or something like that and i was like okay let's watch it yeah and uh, you know i remember my uh, first pride event that i watched i, I remember fedor mm-hmm. um was the main event okay. which which had the most impact on me and okay. that's when i realized no no this couldn't be choreographed i remember rampage walking out with a chain around the neck and that kind of convinced me that it's uh, you know mm-hmm. a japanese wrestling mm-hmm. and actually that's what kept me uh, watching mm-hmm. and uh, you know so i was like okay this sounds interesting and you know, when you come from a martial arts background you're like okay you know you want to watch that and uh, then there was also parallelly i remember a few k1 events that were being shown on espn at that point but uh, i don't think it was a regular feature so you could chance upon it every now and then mm-hmm. but uh, i think that that was all there was so in 2007 2008 my friend was like oh you've been a martial artist so let's you know let's uh, do this and uh, i was like cool let's you know let's figure yeah. it out yeah so we went around uh, i think for almost 7 8 months we went around the entire city okay you went to yeah me and my friend meeting you know people from various different martial arts and uh, trying to train and yeah it was it was really interesting to a point where one of the days i warned my friend that the next time he does this to me i'm probably punching him in the face so yeah i met uh, some uh, so called uh, stalwarts in the indian martial arts scene okay. and it was fun it was fun uh, would you want to share any without naming them would you want to share any experience yeah them? so uh, i i <laughs> one of my favorite was uh, you know we went up to this guy we had to book an appointment and we okay. went up to his bungalow okay and uh, so we reached there we knocked the door mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know there was like a little window that came out in the door and then mm-hmm. like uh, yeah what do you want like uh, so we come to meet so and so they're like do you have an id what like do you have an id mm-hmm. and i mean come on i mean they, you're talking about 2007 2008 yeah. i'm sure most most people listening to this might not might just be born then yeah so back in the days ids was a big thing yeah like we would ride bikes without driving licenses yeah. so yeah <laughs> so like okay like yeah. know, i've got a driving license mm-hmm. and I, okay mm-hmm. so they closed that window and then they reappeared after 5 minutes and they're like okay okay come in come in quickly mm-hmm. and then they closed the door behind and okay like uh, we you know, we have to have these safety measures okay okay so then we are led into this room and there's this obviously uh, the man we are supposed to meet sitting in a nice camouflage gi mm-hmm. on a punching bag and, and he's like oh, i'm sorry you know i train uh, special forces so my life is always at risk mm-hmm. okay that mm-hmm. didn't sound right but whatever mm-hmm. so then yeah he tried to sell us packages mm-hmm. of how we could learn martial arts under him in 6 months and okay know, stuff like that like, just just, just <laughs> you really need to write a book I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i mean it, it just felt like no i, I don't think i'm learning martial arts here <laughs> oh yeah but uh, those those are like couple of incidents so those incidents led you to probably start your own thing No so what happened was i reconnected with a uh, you know a fr- couple of friends from mm-hmm. old days and uh, you know so what came out back then was that there's not anyone really really practicing mma and uh, you know so 
one of the uh, good advices that my friend gave me was why don't you take up judo and mm-hmm. you know that is one of the most legit uh, martial arts and i've always known about judo and i've always uh, followed judo i had and mm-hmm. you know uh, because uh, my uh, my instructor back in school mm-hmm. was a judo brown belt i believe back then so he used to teach us a couple of throws but uh, not really he wasn't like a judo person mm-hmm. or teach a lot of judo but uh, uh you know surprisingly way back when he would teach us he would teach us a lot of uh, stuff like uh you know throws and mm-hmm. not just traditional karate mm-hmm. so i was like yeah sure man you know that's when i went and i joined the judo academy and uh, uh you know i learned judo for about 2 years and in 2009 uh you know so i was like okay maybe we need to really really look at so i remember uh, you know in 2009 i was working for a corporate but i was always from a uh, sports background or fitness mm-hmm. background so always had a dream of starting my own gym understood and uh, you know so one of my uh, kind of uh, you know acquaintances mm-hmm. had a gym and he was kind of looking to shut down because he couldn't manage it okay and uh, he just called me and he said listen you know i'm going to shut down my place and Are you interested in purchasing some equipment? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, uh, why do you want to shut down? So he's like, no, I don't have the time or the finances anymore to kind of you know manage it. Mm-hmm. So one thing led to the other, and I was like, you know, three months down the line, I was discussing taking over that gym. Okay. And uh, so that's when I I thought that you know so that gym had kind of a dedicated uh, hall. And okay. I was. I think is a test control that's the BMC yeah yeah so uh, at that point i was like um, you know let's let's try this out mm-hmm. and let's start this and try it out so i tied up with a couple of uh, people and um, i remember december 2009 when we launched uh, uh, our mma uh, mm-hmm. center along with a weight training area because back then uh, uh, you know attracting somebody to come to just an mma gym uh was not a big thing you know it so we uh initially we had a lot of our members who would uh, you know come into lift weights and they would be like okay what is this and you're like okay we train mixed martial arts why mm-hmm. you come try it out and uh, that's how you know we got a good start off mm-hmm. so you know because way back then there was no ufc on television yeah. and uh, you know it trash talking was not a big thing yeah <laughs> and it wasn't cool to roam around in trash cans and spats and stuff like that so yeah uh, okay is done <laughs> so yeah so, uh, so that's how we started uh, you know i've uh, uh, 2009 december we launched evolution fitness and combat sports academy okay. Okay. uh you know over the last uh, i can say so, now so you launched it as an mma gym uh no uh, as a weight training gym okay which also had an mma facility okay 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 so at that point uh, you know um, obviously uh, like i said you know there was this belief that just doing something with martial arts is not going to you know is going to be one people are going to think it's one of those dojos and you know uh, for kids and you know ghee kharidna padega aur ye and wo and all that hmm. so we kind of just uh, Uh, we said let's let's start this as an experiment mm-hmm. 
and uh, yeah we started it as an experiment in 2009 and then we sustained it and uh, 2022 and now we have only a mma training center yeah, and, and not a gym anymore <laughs> it's been like what 50 14 years or, or almost 13 years 13 years yeah so i mean looking looking back at it like how how do you feel i mean it's one of the oldest mma gyms in the city and what do you feel about it it's you've put so much time and effort and love so, into it so huge learning experiences mm-hmm. uh you know huge growth in terms of uh, personally mm-hmm. uh you know also in terms of uh, how the whole uh, outlook towards the game has changed okay and uh, yeah i mean it's it's been a journey for me from uh, suburbs from kandivli to bandra mm-hmm. and uh, so it's 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 been nice it's been good 13 years of my life i'll call that as an improvement only like a step up from yeah i think everything's an improvement yeah we all uh, i think you know in the hindsight every experience is always good mm-hmm. you're going to only learn from it you're only going to get better mm-hmm. uh don't believe in regrets mm-hmm. so i think uh, so my next question good. was exactly that like you know how do you think has a sport sport change from back when you started and to now when you see the sport so what do you think is the main difference so uh huge huge i think mm-hmm. i i mean i can't even put a number to it maybe 100 folds mm-hmm. i remember uh, it took us probably a year mm-hmm. 15 months to reach 10 members okay. and that was a big achievement for us because we reached double figures mm-hmm. you know so uh, yeah i mean <laughs> it it was uh, now i mean compare that to now Mm-hmm. you know the amount of uh, mma gyms in the city and uh, the amount of people practicing mma mm-hmm. talking about it mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's 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 phenomenal it's mm-hmm. phenomenal uh, obviously you know it comes with uh, both the good and the bad okay but uh, i guess it's part of growth uh, you you take it as it is mm-hmm. so yeah, it's 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 been uh, It's been a crazy journey. Mm-hmm. It's been a crazy journey. And uh, when you think about the sport MMA, uh, what's one thing you like about it, and one thing which you say like dislike about it, or probably you you would want to change about it? Ah, uh, like about it, I I think uh, you know it's it's uh, I I mean for me it has been a lifestyle more than a sport. It's mm-hmm. been a uh i don't know I, i don't know the right term but yeah it's been something uh which i my my life revolves around so i guess yeah uh you know there's n- dislike i i don't think i dislike much about the sport if there's one thing i would like to change mm-hmm. is uh, the you know the <laughs> i i i think i i don't know if it's a generational thing or what mm-hmm. it is but uh i think uh, you know a little bit of loyalty in people would be better mm-hmm. but uh, yeah true i guess mm. it's it's let's reduce like overall in every sense of in every way of life like you know loyalty is something which is easily <laughs> i mean so i guess mm-hmm. yeah no, it's it's and back when difficult to find yeah true true so back when uh, you were starting who were your role models maybe for mma maybe for weightlifting maybe for i mean so i mean or... growing up obviously you know i guess for most people their fathers are their role models so yeah my True. father was like the uh, biggest superhero i have known uh 
you know, I, he unfortunately I lost my father when I was twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always, uh, you know, wanted to be a one tenth of a man he was, mm-hmm. and I hope uh, you know I I become that to my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was uh, well ahead of his time in his way of thinking, and uh, he was very uh, you know non-interfering. Mm-hmm. Like uh, even when you know we had. Whether it's a decision about a career or anything, and you know, I would walk up to him and ask him, and he would be like, uh, "Listen, you need to make that call. I can give you my opinion, but I'm never going to make that call for you." Yeah. Uh, you know, so he was always very approachable to talk, but mm. at the same time, not interfering. Mm. Uh, you know, he would always tell me, "Say, listen, <laughs> regardless of what I tell you, mm-hmm. you're going to do what your friends tell you or what your <laughs> yeah. peers are going to put pressure on." So yeah, here's my opinion. uh i i know i can't take it personally because i know you're not going to follow it but you know if you want to do it my way this is how i would have done it so mm. uh yeah he was one uh, when i remember when i was uh, you know back in the days when i was weightlifting and bodybuilding i'd look up to dorin eats mm-hmm. uh you know that time he was so olympia he was the man mm-hmm. and uh, you know so i i kind of followed him and uh, his training ideologies and what uh, you know i mean at that time most people would uh, obviously the most uh, successful name in bodybuilding yeah. was arnold but uh, dorin eats came around and changed a lot of mm-hmm. uh, uh, you inspired know inspired you also yeah and he he changed a lot of uh, ideologies of towards bodybuilding about how people thought about bodybuilding and mm-hmm. how people uh, looked at weightlifting yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know, he changed that a uh, whole approach and that kind of uh, uh, attracted me towards uh, you know trying to do my research on him and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh in mma i believe i have for me there's only one uh, you know role model and that will always be gsp mm-hmm. i think he was the complete athlete he was okay. a martial artist and uh, i i think uh, so he's a favorite mma athlete too yeah, yeah all time all time mm-hmm. i think uh, you know all time mm-hmm. uh, definitely the uh, greatest of all time for me A- any few qualities which you loved about him or which you want to imbibe from him so the biggest thing uh, you know i think uh, was that uh, he was you know there was there's a very famous quote which he put down in his autobiography which a michelangelo quote where he said you know uh, the biggest fear in life is not setting your goal too high mm-hmm. uh, it's setting it too low and achieving it and mm-hmm. you know that that shows about the man he was i think i mean easily if you look at the whole sport of mma he was probably one of the most humble champions we ever had yeah uh, you know he changed the way people looked at mma you would uh, look at mma before that and you would see a lot of guys with mohawks and t-shirts and you know uh, you know that tough guy look and mm-hmm. gsp was one of the first people to put on a suit yeah. and you know and it's canadian so yeah and you know be clean shaven and you know and and he kind of gave it a very corporate look and made mma very uh, uh you know acceptable mm-hmm. and uh, you know yet i mean my whole point being that you know he was always hungry for more mm-hmm. but never cocky okay he was always humble mm-hmm. he uh, he knew i mean if you look at his journey he mm-hmm. was uh you know he was never content with what he had mm-hmm. he always wanted to be better every yeah. fight yeah you know it wasn't just being a champion it was being a dominant champion it was being the best ever mm-hmm. 
you know and uh, i i think uh, you know over a period of time people have now begin to recognize him as one of the greatest ever but he went to different weight classes also right yeah so he came back and he won the middleweight title yeah. i think that's the only fight he did in the middleweight uh, mm-hmm. it not really had a stint in a different weight class but okay. uh, i i believe you know he also if you look at his career mm-hmm. he beat the past present and the future and mm-hmm. then retired yeah and then came back in a different in a heavier weight class and won the title and uh no you know you can argue all night but for me he's going to be the greatest ever like he he'd be a true martial artist that and he is for a i mean for i mean true mma uh, athletes and fans all over the world consider him as the goat yeah i, I mean subject, you it's know, subjective it, it's, but it's still. like what he he himself said that uh, there is no greatest of all time greatest of all times will also change i'm mm-hmm. sure uh, you know they came down the line yeah. people yeah. would be talking about khabib or yeah. john jones or kumar usman and mm-hmm. and i think it's 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 an opinion mm-hmm. it's a it's a perspective and for you changes, it's yeah. for me for he, all he brought the cultural change like you said like you know yeah. people like cocky and he brought a little like you know not really cocky list. but uh, you know he he made the sport acceptable to all you mm-hmm. know he he was uh, you know he was a tough guy who didn't uh, need to act okay to be a tough guy mm-hmm. i mean you know you know he could kick your ass mm-hmm. but he wouldn't go around saying that i'm going to kick your ass mm-hmm. but the perfect yeah. ambassador for the sport yeah you know and i guess at that point the sport needed that true 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 and what's your relation with professor carlos almeida because i see you guys interacting a lot on instagram and like so what's his like so i i personally feel uh, you know professor carlos almeida is uh, one of the nicest guys that i have ever uh, met but uh, i truly really hate him because uh, <laughs> he's out there competing pro- practically i don't know what seven or eight weekends a month i mean i know there are only four yeah but uh, he somehow finds seven or eight weekends a month to compete mm-hmm. and he's always competing rubbing yeah. it in our faces uh yeah i mean i just hate him and he's jealous of my hair because he can't have any <laughs> i hope he's listening <laughs> no he we met around uh, i think now four or five years ago okay and uh, came to india you went uh, he came to india we were actually um, introduced by uh, one of uh, a, a common friend who's based out of uk okay. uh, a pakistani gentleman who also practices bjj and is a very high level bjj practitioner okay, okay. and uh, he he just told me that you know listen i would like you to meet uh, one of the guys that i know and you know he'd mm. be a good uh, uh, you know connect for you why don't mm. you just have a chat with him and then yeah. we started chatting and one thing led to the other we hosted him in india mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh i i just he's just been uh you know a very very uh, big uh, motivational uh, mm-hmm. you know force behind uh, not just me the team also mm-hmm. you know he's uh, you know strange thing is that it's not like we are affiliated or mm-hmm. we pay him a fee or anything yeah but you know he he sees any of my guys fighting and he'd be like oh this was a good fight but you don't know, tell him to work on this 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 true, true. or you know he'll see a training clip and he'll be like okay you know you guys are doing well but focus on this 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 so he you know he, it's with him it's about giving and it's not just uh so i remember 3 4 years ago we mm-hmm. wanted to start a kids bjj program because okay. i think that's something which is very very badly needed in our country you know true true we have kids doing martial arts that really don't make any sense i mean really really don't make any sense but uh, 
it's just because it's popular some because it's an olympic sport uh you know whatever people do it for jobs and stuff but yeah. uh you know i've been we've been trying to push uh talking to schools talking to the government trying to get bcj on uh, you know some of the curriculum and stuff like that and uh, at that point uh, i approached uh, you know uh, professor carlos, carlos and i told yeah. him i said you know i'd i'd like your help and he was like you know he he was very happy to share with us his syllabus and stuff like that mm-hmm. so our bjj program has uh, you know obviously is run under his guidance mm-hmm. and uh, you won't believe i mean till this day uh, he's probably not taken a single rupee from us for all that you no know, which is that's crazy. yeah because today affiliations mean how much can you pay me yeah. you know when are you flying me down how yeah. many how where are you going to keep me and it's none of those with him it's yeah. about you know let's work to grow the sport i know it's not something yeah. that is you know there and, and you need to establish it you know we'll talk about all this when it comes to it right now let's start something it's true love for the sport basically oh yeah yeah and you know he's he's uh, like i said you know he's he's never never ever told us uh, you know like okay you know i've been helping you guys mm-hmm. okay so and one of the things that i've seen with most of the guys or i've experienced is uh, oh i'll come down i'll give you a belt you know so let's get affiliated and it's it's never all that with him mm-hmm. it's never all that with him it's about training it's about the sport it's about uh, knowledge exchange so yeah i mean i we are practically chatting and bantering with each other almost mm-hmm. every next day i mean i've not met him but he's been very nice to me and like you know because i also interact with him and he yeah he does that he's he does that to two people yeah. but believe me you won't like him when you meet him <laughs> because he'll make you realize how you're not good enough okay so uh, coming to that also i wanted to uh, you you to address your online beef with susan so like what's that all that about so uh, i mean you keep we've been saying like, i mean i won't call it ragging but then you keep pushing him i'm yeah i bully him yeah you bully him yeah so i come from an era where that word really didn't cause that much trauma to True. people like it's supposed to today like it's supposed to so i mean it's just you know when you spend so much time with people you tend to you know start uh, hating them no yeah hating i hate all my guys believe me i hate all my guys because they are there every day trying to rip me apart mm. you know so i hate them for that uh but uh, yeah sushovan i i remember sushovan uh started training with us in 2010 okay so 12 years of you know being on the mat together he was all of 47 kgs back then okay i mean not that he's any bigger now but he's about 52 53 now mm-hmm. and uh yeah he's been one of my oldest training partners he's mm-hmm. uh, uh you know it's a long association and yeah i i think you, i think he was earlier, probably like, the second member of the gym second yeah, yeah easily second or the third member of our gym and something what it like spoke about earlier about loyalty something like yeah so we've been we've been around each other for 12 years now and you know it's but why do you believe him then on online i mean because i can <laughs> <laughs> he needs to put on another 50 kgs <laughs> i put an end to it so i guess the day he does that uh, yeah he can bully me maybe he's waiting to retaliate back or maybe yeah, he's waiting for me to get uh, when i become 75 and he's 70 and <laughs> He's five years younger, something like that. I don't know. Okay, okay. I just wanted you to address that because I see you guys like you know all every day. He's not on social media, so it's just I, me bullying him. Yeah, yeah. He's not on so, social so media. It's just one-way traffic. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. It reaches. So, him. how does he come to know that you? Yeah, it reaches him through shows. <laughs> he knows I'm doing it. <laughs> also, uh, you have been an athlete. Now you are a coach. So, how's the whole coaching experience? Yeah, that didn't. That, 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 that I'm still an athlete. <laughs> no, you you Not are not retired yet. Okay, you are an athlete, but that you were. No, I'm not joking. Now, you you don't need to correct me. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I keep saying this to my uh, guys that mm-hmm. I'm old, not dead. Mm-hmm. So, but ho- how's the whole coaching experience? Uh, not good, not good. I would not advise anyone to do it. It's the most, <laughs> thankless, it's the most thankless job on the planet. Okay. Believe me, uh, you tend to hurt a lot of people's knife with your back, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Uh, when they win, it's all theirs. When they lose, it's all yours. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's. Believe me, you don't want to be a coach. You just don't want to be a coach. I I guess. But there has to be something which you love about it because that's why you're doing it, right? See, uh, I I mean, can can I use the effort? Yeah, you yeah. Can. So I have always believed that uh, anybody who's doing this sport mm-hmm. has to be some amount of fucked in the head. Mm-hmm. So I guess that me being a coach is me being fucked in the head. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I guess I have all the qualities of being a coach. I hate people mm-hmm. in general. Uh, yeah, I don't like to have fun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I guess yeah, I guess I couldn't do anything else. So here I am. Okay. But okay. Uh, yeah, not something I would advise anyone to do. <laughs> uh, speaking of advice, a lot of new guy, new new people want to join MMA or probably want to join a gym, and probably the number one concern may be the safety factor. So, what do you have to say about that? I mean, so I I truly believe, uh, you know, any sport, any okay. sport, be it even chess, mm-hmm. uh, you know, comes with its own risk, mm-hmm. with its own injuries, uh, you know. So uh, it's it's not any more safer or any more dangerous than any other sport. Okay. I believe that as a person, you when you're starting off. Mm-hmm. uh you know this is something that i've always said and something very difficult to for people to understand but mm-hmm. uh you need to find a place where you can match the uh, i don't know the term i think the cool term to say is vibe mm-hmm. uh or energy or whatever because uh, you know sometimes uh, you just land up in the wrong room and yeah, that can be more people. dangerous yeah that can be more dangerous than uh you know the sport itself okay you okay. know because we are in a sport where uh, i mean let's be really honest my best friends want to kick me and punch me and throw me every day yeah yeah so imagine if they were not my friends what they would want to do to yeah, me yeah. so i guess that is very very important mm-hmm. uh you know as a new person starting off i think it's always very important to one understand that it's a journey okay you know it's 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 a journey i mean you know uh, what puts me off is the first question people ask is uh, you know how may ufc fighter kab ban sakta hu i know this person is not going to last it's mm-hmm. not going to last because yeah. there is no answer to that question i don't know 3 months 3 years 30 years i really don't know. yeah you know there is no answer to that question it's it's also a very individual thing mm-hmm. you know what is uh, you know what people look at is uh you know I I believe growth in this sport is very personal is dependent on me. Mm-hmm. How much am I open to learning? Okay. Right, you know. Uh most of the people that I see or I have coached over my now I can say 13 years mm-hmm. is they all like to learn till they achieve something. Okay. And, and then they stop learning and then the ego kicks in. Okay. No. So it, it it's because of the ego. That's what Yeah, it, it's and it's very easy to develop ego in this sport. Mhm. 
you know mm-hmm. six months down the line you dominate somebody and now you're suddenly a star mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, you you uh, you know i've i've had guys who trained uh, you know one of the things you asked me what i don't like about the sport is mediocrity mm-hmm. you know we uh, i i think it's it's a problem in our country you know it's a problem in our country that we are happy wo wo kahata na gali ka raja you know meko 10 log ne bhai bula diya who a comment you know I, i like to be a big fish in a small pond you know yeah. number one in india number one in india everyone wants to be number one in india my point is who the f- who gives a fuck about india yeah right now in the global scene right who gives a fuck about yeah. india really let's be honest so if you are number one in india mm-hmm. okay you're at you're at the top of the heap mm-hmm. but heap of what heap of shit mm-hmm. really i mean does that mean anything yeah you no know, it's it's i mean i'm not sure if this is you know i'm i'm sure people are going to hate on me for saying it but i've always believed you know that's never been my goal mm-hmm. people have this i mean you see 1 million facebook profiles with number one fighter in the country who's who's putting out a ranking here? Mm-hmm. who's putting out that ranking you know today you can start a blog and say okay xyz is the number one country evolution is the number one team mm-hmm. what have i achieved nothing and my point is you know it's it's become a culture mm-hmm. i guess it's it's uh, become a culture where uh, it's uh, nobody wants to prove themselves or have their own journey okay Understood. if you've had a journey i would like to you know i'd like to get on social media thrash talk about you mm-hmm. and somehow i live in a belief that if i beat you mm-hmm. all your achievements are mine or oh, they are not i have beaten you i mean it's a fist fight at the end of the day how much ever we want to make it sound good yeah it's a fist fight i mean let's be really honest break down what do we do yeah we go in a steel cage mm-hmm. you know half naked mm-hmm. put on a pair of four ounce gloves mm-hmm. and punch each other in the face yeah i mean that is what it is so you beat me in a fist fight mm-hmm. that doesn't take what i have achieved go out and achieve something for your own i see so many so many so called uh, you know uh, the leading bjj players and you know oh this guy is this guy is a shit why is he a black belt dude he's a black belt what does it matter to you why don't you go get one mm-hmm. right you no know, everybody believes their journey is the right one and everybody else's is a wrong one mm-hmm. right? it's just there's just too much sense of entitlement there's just too much uh, and like i've always said you know my my whole thing is that do you really want to be the best in india i mean is that it i don't think it will take much to be the best in india right create a facebook profile put it in the bio and you are the best in the country yeah get you i mean we know promotions where uh, let's be honest we've known fighters mm-hmm. that are ridiculous 11 and 0 and 13 and 1 and the first fight they put out in an international scene yeah yeah nothing sure. show show me all these so called the top indian fighters please put away their domestic records let's talk international records mm-hmm. and let's talk how many in true uh, number ones do we have in this country mm-hmm. but that's something people don't want to hear it's not cool to say right because then you're not then you're oh you're putting down your own people no i'm not mm-hmm. raise your own level yeah. yeah i mean think about it we go to world championships we go to all these things mm-hmm. they are happy winning Oh, so and so fighter won one round. Yeah, I mean, is that all? Is that all that we have winning mm-hmm. one round? Yeah. You know, 
I understand. I'm not saying that you know we should be winning. We should be top five team. But let's not get content with winning one round. Understood. You know, let's tell each other that listen, this is not good enough. We need to do more. You know, we are making heroes out of people that you know. I'm. I'm. And it's. It's. You know, I. I believe. Yeah, you give them credit where it's due. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, these everybody, everybody. I. I am with fighters throughout the day. You know. and you know one thing that i find is oh my journey has been the toughest we live in a third world country mm. none of us have an easy life sure. none of us do everyone so you know you need to wake up and realize that you know mm. you need to get out of that mode that only i am having a tough life and understand that everybody is struggling mm. so everybody who fights is doing a great job i yeah. think you know if anybody who steps in and fights does a great job because every day we are fighting 10 different battles mm-hmm. so if you can put that aside and step on you know step on the mat and train and then go and fight your but the point is we are making heroes of people who are you know uh, happy being mediocre mm-hmm. we are setting the bar low for ourselves and i don't think that we are going to get too far doing that you know till we don't start uh, demanding more from ourselves mm-hmm. and saying it's okay to demand more mm-hmm. you know just because you say that listen i don't think this was a great performance because all we won is one round okay or all we won you know is two medals you know it it's it's not that i'm not uh, you know i'm not a nationalist or i'm not uh, oh i'm doing disservice to my country no i would rather go and win 10 medals yeah yeah you know i'm not one of those guys who believes that the only way to train or win a medal is when you go abroad and do a fight camp mm-hmm. i think there is huge talent in this country mm-hmm. but are we actually using that you know are we actually using that what are we doing we are fighting amongst each other to for the spot of number 1 in india true great and and that's okay i think that's a good start to your career but that can't be your career mm-hmm. and if it is well you know that's where you are and that's something that i've always had an issue with i've you know that's what i keep telling my guys also you know if your goal is really to be number 1 in the country believe me you don't have much to do mm-hmm. you really don't have much to do true true yeah and like uh, coming to that what's your advice to athletes who are like you know up up and coming and who just starting it out and want to pursue mma as a professional career what's your best advice to them Uh, as an athlete, as a as a coach, as a as someone who knows the sport since almost two decades now. So, so somewhere I believe that you know everyone should understand their role. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a problem we have in our country. Is if you are an athlete, okay, put your head down, train, and fight. You know, leave the coaching to your coach. Mm-hmm. Let him, you know, if you let him figure out what are the best fights for you. Mm-hmm. Figure out a path. Mm-hmm. okay again you need to understand that you are not in a country where this is a mainstream sport mm-hmm. nobody can turn it around for you in 2 years or 3 years it's going to take time i'm yeah. not saying it's not possible it is and it might happen mm-hmm. but do the one thing you're supposed to yeah train train mm-hmm. you know stop believing that every win is entitling you to something mm-hmm. you know i mean i've i've had problems with people 
who believe that because they've won some local competition or a local scene or whatever mm-hmm. now suddenly they need to be trained for free no you don't mm-hmm. no i mean That to train entitlement yeah, should go yeah you, you know to train you need a roof on your head mm-hmm. you know in a city like bombay <laughs> there's no roof on your head yeah yeah if you don't pay yeah you know? so yeah. understand mm. you know do your stuff pay your dues go and train that's mm. all you're supposed to do mm. you know if you trust your team you trust your coach leave the other bit to them mm-hmm. or you need to focus on his training yeah you know and i think as an athlete that's the biggest thing you can do mm-hmm. is do your job mm-hmm. you know i i see so many like i have this problem with so many guys in my team mm-hmm. also oh, this guy is doing this and this guy is training here and it does not matter you know where you train doesn't matter it's what you're putting into your training is all that matters in the end you know understood yeah and it's i mean i i find it i i mean i guess i come from a time where uh you know our coaches were everything like like i i find this new term very hard to digest life coaches mm-hmm. i mean isn't that what a coach is yeah you know my coach taught me how to be a better person i mean my biggest one of my biggest influences in my life is my coach mm-hmm. mr darren de silva mm-hmm. you know he's not only taught me how to fight or how to coach but how to be a better person and in turn be a better coach and, yeah. you know he's taught me the business side of it he's taught me you know uh, how i can just overall mm-hmm. be a better person and okay. i think that's that's a job of a coach so yeah. i mean i i really never need a life coach i've had my own coach and i think that's been enough for me yeah so i you know again as as an up and coming athlete train yeah. train man just train don't get caught up believe me social media is good mm-hmm. i guess today likes and followers is what makes you good but uh, at the end of the day you know when you step in the cage and that door closes really it doesn't matter how many followers you have yeah i think yeah it's become very important because now everything's business right mm-hmm. so promotions want to see how many followers you have before they give you a fight and stuff yeah. like that yeah so it's you you today it's not necessarily the best fighter getting the fights but the best you know the best person who can sell himself getting the fight so you know i guess we are in this so called conor mcgregor era where we believe that the only way of doing it is by putting down others basically yeah and pr pr has always mattered let's be really honest but somehow right now the belief is that the only way i am going to get anything is by putting down others mm-hmm. i mean i come from the time where i believe that if i have to say i'm the best then i'm probably not mm-hmm. you know somebody else needs to say it then i probably am if i have to keep saying it yeah then i'm probably not you know then then it's a gimmick that i'm you know it's it's a uh i don't know what to call it like how they have a characters in wwe like yeah. you know so everyone has a gimmick yeah so i guess then it's a gimmick and i just need to convince enough that people that's entertainment that that's that's yeah. not then true blue fighting yeah i mean but then again i don't know i mean yeah. I, i might be wrong i'm i'm 20 years behind <laughs> so uh my favorite question was uh, is sorry uh what's your favorite oral healthcare brand like which you use on a daily basis which you love to use 
so uh, i'm i'm going to go way back i think since the time i remember 1980s mm-hmm. uh, colgate was the only brand available okay i remember uh, you know when i was in boarding and mm-hmm. somebody would uh, you know bring aqua fresh was like the biggest thing ever like you know that was like the biggest thing ever like that was like this guy's got money <laughs> he's, he's using aqua fresh so what i uh, currently using i mean is to be are you still with colgate are you loyal to colgate yeah i think so yeah yeah, yeah i think i am okay I am. okay okay fair enough uh, your son is following your footsteps so how does that feel uh good at times mm-hmm. really scared at times mm mm-hmm. like i said <laughs> not the best place to be mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i mean you feel good mm-hmm. i guess uh, you know we all uh, uh, do what we do for some sort of a legacy i guess that is my legacy mm-hmm. if uh, you know i mean i don't it's it's his choice you know a lot yeah. of people ask me why do you want him to be a fighter like my family hates the fact that i do this so mm-hmm. uh, i mean not my immediate family but a lot of people in my yeah. family don't like the fact that i do this and mm-hmm. oh you know you're an engineer and you could have done better with your life <laughs> this is this is my life yeah. i think this is the best i could have done with it yeah but uh, so i i i want him to train for now i want him to train mm-hmm. uh, you know because i think uh, it helps a lot yeah. it helps a lot it builds character it teaches in you know you teaches a lot you know i i i started off with martial arts when i was in uh, when i was 9 years old mm-hmm. started off with the traditional karate and then boxing and stuff like that and uh so i really really want him to learn that because one uh, one thing that it taught me growing up i was always a big chubby kid mm-hmm. and you know so you become the butt of jokes and all that but it never mattered to me you know i never needed uh, therapy sessions yeah never have any trauma from that because uh you know i my, i think what martial arts taught me was i there was a lot of confidence there was a lot of self belief mm-hmm. uh you know i could uh, i knew that my weight didn't matter you yeah. know i could still do things and uh, you know discipline mm-hmm. you know, which is uh, i think which i i see in him you know there's that uh, he there's a, there's that sense of uh, you know he knows that saturday sunday is training he yeah. knows that he needs to be there yeah you know he knows i'm not a father on the mat Mm-hmm. you know though i'm you know i mean that's i i guess that's the most quality time i get with him yeah but uh, he knows that you know if he do, he doesn't do it right mm-hmm. i will come down hard on him like mm-hmm. i would on any other teammate yeah yeah uh, you know i see him bonding with the other team members mm-hmm. i see him you know get becoming a man of his own yeah so yeah it's it's good mm-hmm. i hope some day he wants to fight mm-hmm. uh you know i'd love to be in his corner mm-hmm. uh and uh, yeah i think uh, it's his journey i think i'd like him to lead his journey mm-hmm. but uh, yeah he's he's doing well for now he's got his gray belt in uh, bjj under carlos mm-hmm. professor carlos yeah uh, he's already he's actually fought more than <laughs> more martial arts than i have for now oh, really he's done wushu tournament he's done okay. judo tournament he's done a bjj tournament okay uh, i i am So uh, you know, so this time we were in Goa, and uh, there's this promotion called Art of Combat, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know put out by uh, this uh, lovely lady called Bonnie. Uh, she's doing a great job. So she had this entire kids MMA, and it was beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to the next edition, and I'm going to get him to do his first MMA fight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, so I mean, I guess for now, I want him to just 
you know fight i want him to learn i want him to and he's enjoying it I yeah mean. he's enjoying it as long as he's enjoying exactly. it you know exactly. i mean if he decides he wants to fight great mm-hmm. if not at least he's learned a nice skill true true, true. you know i would like him to keep doing uh, even if he you know doesn't want to do it for a career i would like mm-hmm. him to keep training and you know mm-hmm. keep uh, being a part of this sport so that that's something i guess we we'll know in 10 years yeah <laughs> <laughs> once he has his girlfriends and his other things whether this is still a priority true 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 so coming to the end what's next for you in 2022 uh with the current scenario i think staying alive is the big goal mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know just joking uh, before uh, sorry to interrupt you just before we come to that i wanted to ask you is uh, how did covid uh, impact you and your gym and the sport according to you so i think it set us back a couple of years mm-hmm. as a sport okay. uh, you know as a business obviously mm-hmm. with the government coming down hard and you know it being the most bombay <laughs> was the worst sport you could we had the yeah, worst lockdown i mean we had we were like under what 8 months we were not allowed to train and uh, even when we started obviously there was a lot of uh, you know people had that fear of you know this being a contact sport mm-hmm. i mean it's like literally we get intimate with each other every day so still people are you know most of our old members are still staying away mm-hmm. uh, some of them have come to terms with it and are trying to you know still train and stuff yeah. like that but yeah it has set us back quite a few years mm-hmm. uh on a personal level uh, yeah it made me gain back a lot of weight that i had lost mm-hmm. uh i was down about 50 kgs but i'm back up 15 now okay so yeah uh so it it's uh being locked up in the house 8 months had its own uh, mentally uh, negative too, right? effects mentally too right like oh yeah 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 i mean i went from training twice a day mm-hmm. and uh, doing 13 Thirteen sessions, yeah, thirteen sessions a week mm-hmm. to doing nothing at all. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that 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 is just not. Uh, yeah, that was a lot to deal with. You know, mm-hmm. That was really a lot to deal with. The first month was, uh, yeah, it was pretty depressing. Yeah, pretty dark. So, yeah, just happy to be back on the mat, training and having, mm-hmm. doing what I do. Yeah, it was tough times. Tough true, times. True, I true. think we are still. We're still dealing with it. It's yeah. going to get better, I guess. You know, uh, everywhere people are coming to terms that we have to live with this now. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So, coming to that last question, what's next for you in two thousand twenty-two? Uh, on a personal level, I have a loss on my uh, record. I'm zero one amateur okay. fighter, so I need to get that back. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to turn forty-three. uh march so mm-hmm. i need to get my win back as soon as i can mm-hmm. don't know how many more i can do but mm-hmm. uh, i'm going to try and get my win back this year i want to get back in the cage i mm-hmm. want to fight uh i want to keep competing doing my bjj tournaments mm-hmm. that is something i think i probably do till my arms and legs stop moving mm-hmm. um as a team we have a lot that is happening mm-hmm. uh you know beginning march It, we have the world championships which is obviously one the of the big things yeah. fighting in that yeah uh, i have a lot of my up and coming guys making their pro debuts this year okay which is long time due mm-hmm. uh, they should have done it 2 years ago but mm-hmm. then again yeah like i said covid set us years back true, but true, true. uh you know i have guys like navdeep mm-hmm. who's been this one of the 
pillars of our team mm-hmm. you know he's been around for so long mm-hmm. and uh, you know his pro debut has been like long long due mm-hmm. he is making his pro debut um, i think sumit who's one of our uh, you know top up and coming guys and he's one of the talents to look forward to in the country i think yeah yeah easily easily i mean easily yeah, yeah. he has he has proved himself yeah. you know it, there's no doubt about yeah. what he has done and mm-hmm. uh, you know time for him to make his pro debut yeah uh you know we see he wants to go back to the world championship and win that gold mm. which is twice, two silvers right two silvers yeah mm. uh so he wants to go back and win that gold and he's pretty adamant on it so mm. great you know i I'm, i'm happy he has that goal and yeah. and happy he's not uh, you know content with the silver and he wants to try again yeah um akshata uh, you know i think she needs to make her pro debut she's yeah. been around for so long and she's proven herself yeah. you know internationally nationally mm-hmm. uh, so i'm looking for her to make her pro debut yeah uh, you know she's she's i think probably one of the strongest members of the team mm-hmm. she keeps the whole team together yeah. and i think the whole team is excited about her pro debut so she's one of those people who lifts all of us up mm-hmm. so i think uh, her pro debut will be like a, a team event mm-hmm. uh, you know then uh, a lot of big fights coming up i know uh, you know a lot of my uh, amateur guys are fighting uh, so these guys also again had a break in their careers yeah. didn't help them mm-hmm. again struggling to get back up yeah so yeah it's going to be good a uh, lot of new talent in the room uh, we have guys like karan who joined mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. you know it always lifts the room up yeah. you know, when you have new people when you have new or uh, teammates you know who are hungry who are yeah. out there to prove themselves and you know uh they joined you with the intention of bettering themselves yeah. you know they lift the whole room so it's 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 been a good uh, last 6 months you know mm-hmm. i think uh, that's something good that's come out of the pandemic is that now we have a lot of people who are out there trying to prove themselves so going to be a busy 2022 i hope i hope there are no more lockdowns mm-hmm. yeah it's you feel scared to say anything sure, now sure. <laughs> because march now seems like far away it's going to be two years yeah that. yeah it, and it seems far away because you don't know from now till then yeah you know it takes a week of cases to go up and then suddenly everything shut and you're like wow <laughs> any new tournaments coming from your side uh, in the sense uh, we'd be evolution or uh, so yeah we me board. and my partner uh, ms preksha we are looking to bring yfc back yfc we had started i started yfc with my uh, uh, i can say ex partners mm-hmm. in 2014 and okay uh, you know literally i mean literally you can google and i don't think at that time there were any amateur tournaments being done at that level mm-hmm. so yeah we uh, you know we did that till about 2017 okay uh we did uh, events all over india and mm-hmm. uh, you know then we uh, joined hands uh, with a couple of uh, our colleagues and mm-hmm. we started x1 yeah uh, but uh, yeah we both are looking now to try and bring yfc back but so it's uh, in the pipelines yeah yeah pipelines in the sense uh, yeah as soon as we get somebody who wants to put in some money yeah yeah <laughs> like with any mma show money is a big challenge so but money in the sport is coming in fast now you think but i'm, uh, for, I'm not for, sure for organizers yeah. not i'm not saying for athletes per se but then a lot of even as organizers believe me you know no? you think that but not really i mean okay. unless uh, uh, unless 
you know your your unknown personality mm-hmm. like a glorified stunt man or something mm-hmm. like that not really i don't okay. think so i don't think so well we hope that changes yeah, this year at least we hope so too i mean we would uh, we have couple of uh, you know good good uh, plans in mind for yfc mm-hmm. but uh, you know we almost uh, yeah yeah hopefully yeah let's see i mean this pandemic's not done us any favor yeah yeah you know yeah. every time we put together an event the government goes not more than 50 people and i'm like okay this is not happening <laughs> true true <laughs> my athletes are more than 50 so i don't think i can put together an event <laughs> so yeah yeah i think uh, you know you should reframe that question to say what are your goals for this quarter yeah <laughs> 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 i'm sure it's going to be a good year for everyone yeah i, I hope it so looks like I hope so it looks like that it looks like that the start was good <laughs> yeah true true and yeah. currently the situation is much better than what it was and yeah i guess you know it's uh, more than it being better i guess people are getting more knowledgeable about mm-hmm. it and people are getting more responsible about yeah. it and yeah you know initially it was just a lot of conspiracy and conspiracy theories and anti conspiracy theories and whether you should wear a mask whether you should not wear a mask vaccination lay this is a chip and i guess we've all grown out of that to a point where we are just living i guess <laughs> hopefully we continue to eat that true 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 it was it was lovely having you today Same for here. this episode and we'll hopefully host you soon and catch up with you for all the tournaments ahead and um, thank you for coming yeah, and thank you. thank you for uh, you know being a big support to the mma community i know you guys have been you know just going out there and uh, not only educating guys about uh, you know the important thing mm-hmm. uh, fighters about all care and stuff like that but i know you guys have been putting your money where your mouth is and true, you, know, true. you guys have been sponsoring athletes for their mouth guards and stuff and believe me it helps it helps to you know Now what you guys are doing helps a lot too. Uh, thank you for doing that for us and no and it, it's mostly because of guys like you again because we it's like you know we get that feeling like you know mutual feeling that okay this guy means something for that so let's put our efforts for that and then hopefully you know in the future we'll we'll I mean yeah, I guess you know, it's a, it's a it's it's a circle because you yeah. know what you do makes us believe that okay there are people out there who are seeing what we are doing true, and you know true, true. who are giving back so you know some it's not always uh, it's not always just the money or the financial it's always you know it's somebody just giving you a pat on the back and saying listen you know i i might not i this is what i can do but i'm here to help and that helps you know yeah, that helps true. a lot it true. you know true. just reinforces that faith that you have yeah. in the sport and what you're doing so true. yeah thanks a lot and uh, Try, trying to do a bit hopefully ho- that's what and hopefully we'll all have a better 2022 thank you so much thank you thank, thank you, you. It's good. Leave it here. Yes, that. आपकी कॉफी ठंडी हो रही थी इसके लिए. Ah, like this. This is nice and strong. So I'll just tell her to take some photos. Done. Please, we're done.